Namaskaram everyone hope you guys are doing good and welcome to Aishu's podcast Namaskaram everyone we have dear Sanamaka I have kidnapped her from Alain Me team <laughs> <laughs> Namaskaram. <laughs> so before we go into the podcast, I just want to say the audio format will be available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. So, Aga, can we go into a journey? I'm sure a lot of people already know you. So please, but we want to know from the real beginning, childhood. <laughs> sure. Okay. So where you're from? Where How did you beat up people? Okay. I don't know. I, have I beaten up well maybe once but uh, not beaten up beaten up that was a different thing we'll go into it later maybe. Um okay so I was born in Calcutta. I'm Odia actually from oh. Odisha. Okay. And uh, both my parents uh, are originally were born in Odisha but then they moved to Calcutta somewhere in their teenage years and then they just met there and you know they decided to live there my grandparents were there everyone was there. and uh, my brother and i were born in calcutta and i studied in calcutta for some time as well um, maybe around till i was about 9 or 10 then uh, my parents were planning to move to delhi but this is the first time they were ever moving out of a big city okay. uh, and to a bigger city you know so what they said was they would send my brother and me to boarding school and uh, so that they can go and they don't have the tension of the kids around also and trying to find a school everywhere so we started applying for uh, boarding schools and my brother was is 4 years older so and he's really smart like since he was a kid he was really smart <laughs> so he used to get admission everywhere okay. and uh, i really wanted to go to school wherever he was going because uh, i was young i was just like in class 5 4 or 5 So every time he would get in and I wouldn't get in I'd start crying and saying no I want to go here. <laughs> so poor guy he's missed out opportunities at some good schools. <laughs> But finally we got into a really good uh, school in Assam called Assam Valley School and I was there for about 2 years. I was very naughty. I was like oh Give my god. Examples. Um <laughs> Actually I was not naughty. I used to just get into trouble. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's the same only. <laughs> no, it's not the same. <laughs> the difference. <laughs> okay, well, naughty so, in their eyes, but I am just doing well, what I want. Well, actually what happened was because of the sports facilities that I love sports in general. So, uh, I just wanted to play because they had like four football fields and they had you know basketball and dodgeball and the whole day was very a very active day which is really nice about that school um but what happened is i started getting carried away with that kind of stuff okay. and then i stopped studying oh. and parents are not there and head ma- headmaster was a nice guy and the house mistress was a very strict lady okay. but um you know like i wasn't scared of them really so i stopped studying and that's when my maths went to hell <laughs> um and then slowly uh so i'll tell you a funny incident okay um i don't know how the viewers will take it but it's okay <laughs> i'm just telling you this is my childhood um so i was actually a tomboy okay. i oh. was yeah oh. like full shot in okay. the boarding school anyway i think i had hair like yours okay. because oh. uh <laughs> 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 no, like i didn't grow yet 
So um, I used to um, keep it short because in boarding school kids used to get lice, right? Okay. So if you had long hair in school, it was a pain if you get lice. Just to get it rid- get rid of it was like horrible. So most of the girls used to cut their hair really short. Anyway, but even apart from that, I was more into sports and I was a tomboy for sure. Um, but for some reason, there was a guy in my class who liked me. And he yes, <laughs> so fast I didn't think we would get spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day <Yeah>. special. <laughs> so he um, wanted to tell me that he likes me, and I never knew. I just thought he was like a friend, like whatever. I was friendly with everyone. Um, and he said, "Can you meet me in this building? There was a building at the side, okay. which was under construction, <laughs> so nobody was there." He's like, "Can you meet me there? I want to give you something after the class." So I said, "Sure." Um, and I went there after this class, and he gave me a notebook. Okay. And he said, "There's a letter inside the notebook. Oh. So, like, go back to your hostel and read it." And I said, "Okay." And just when I was ready to leave. Yeah. The like this, I don't know. He was a te- English teacher, okay. I think. Um, very strict. Oh, yes. He came. Yeah. I don't know how he knew or what he saw. He came and then he was just like, "What are you guys doing? Oh. You know, like what? It's not allowed. All this stuff and all that." And it was so embarrassing for me because I was like, "I'm not. I don't know. This guy just told me he wants to give me something," and it was really terrible after that because um, he took both of us and he put us like in this gazebo kind of thing. What is a gazebo? Uh, it's like you know, in the um, in the parks, you'll see like these little sheds with oh. roof or something. Oh. There was one in the school, okay. so he's like, sit here, and I'm calling your brother and everything. Oh. And my brother came, <laughs> and my brother's looking at me. He, he knew me, right? My right. brother knows me. He's yeah. like, I, he knew I was not into all this at that right. point. So he was just like, Sanam, really? Like, <laughs> you have told me <laughs> you got into trouble for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he saw the guy that I got into trouble with and he was like this guy <laughs> uh no offense but like he was just like you like this guy and I was like no 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 it's the other way around and anyway that became like a whole big thing okay. so a lot of these silly incidents now, did you read the letter you skipped that part no i didn't get a chance oh, to read the letter you didn't read the letter <laughs> gave the book back yes. i please take yeah. enough trouble for one day <laughs> Anyway, so like these kind of things started happening, and then my parents said, "Okay, oh. she needs to come back." So they brought me back earlier. Okay, uh, then my class five final exams. So I didn't give my class five final exams. They brought me back to Delhi. Um, so I was with them. Uh, was it Delhi yet? Oh, whatever. I was there with them. I think in Delhi for some time, and then they decided to uh, send me again to another school. uh but the, it was a little difficult because i hadn't given my class 5 final exam so how to go to class 6 and i don't want to repeat a year because of this these silly things right so luckily my mom's um, childhood friend's mother was becoming the principal at a new school okay. in bihar oh bihar <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah don't don't mess with me <laughs> i've been i've seen the world um so in bihar and it's a place called madhupur and the school was called madhupur <laughs> yeah see it's, it's all based on my child. uh and uh, the school was called madhustali uh what's really now when i think about it it was actually a very nice concept i think it was very similar to isha home school what they were trying to do at that time like many many years ago um and um it was you know very natural everything was built out of natural materials uh they want you to be in nature they like 
um we learned how to milk cows and oh. all that you know like <laughs> all these things were happening <laughs> yeah and it was very cute it was hardly any students okay. because it was a new school and new concept um hardly any teachers also oh. <laughs> so i think we only had like two three subjects in a day that were being taught and uh, and uh, it was fun most of it was just fun but you know at some point i think though i was let's say how old was i as definitely around 11 or 12 years old around that time and i think i realized that i'm not learning much in this school like i'm not academically i'm not going anywhere i'm just like running around in the which is awesome but uh, i think at that point uh, in those days you think more about your school right like education or parents are thinking more about that and i started at some point i started getting bored also because i was like nothing is really happening every day is just the same i rather be with my parents but my parents were not really very keen on get, getting me back just yet because they hadn't settled down <laughs> so this is a funny story actually i'm getting there so um a, a, a friend of mine who was there from calcutta she had very bad asthma attacks okay asthma asthma whatever everyone calls it um and her attacks used to be very serious so like it almost used to used to feel scared like something's going to happen to her and we were in the middle of nowhere so no doctor nothing like that but she had her whatever medication and all but the attacks started becoming more frequent and then they told her that i think it's best that you go back to calcutta and get uh, treated and check with your doctor you know what's happening why is this getting triggered and then come back to school and i don't know why but i felt like this was the perfect time for me to escape from this school okay. <laughs> because she was going to calcutta okay. so i told the headmistress okay. uh, that you know let me go with her and there's other teacher in the train because if anything happens to her in the train i can help that teacher right. you know so the they were like okay fine yeah yeah you also go you also go <laughs> so, so in that way you escaped with her i packed nobody knew my family didn't know oh, that i was doing oh, all this family didn't know no okay. i put everything in okay. my uh, bags okay. and whatever i thought was valuable at that time i put it all in my bags and i just left and uh, we reached, when we reached calcutta it was like i asked them to take me to a train station where i knew which is close to my aunt's house and uh, somehow i remember i'm just 12 right i remembered directions to her place you, or everything okay. i remembered how to get to my aunt's house and knocked on my aunt's door and she was like what are you doing <laughs> and how did you escape like how did you run away and then it was like a whole thing they called my parents and my parents were like okay fine now fine, that she's fine. she's easier. done it <laughs> she's done it so she's here and then we moved to delhi so yeah i ran away from a school exclusively on my podcast <laughs> i ran away from bihar <laughs> um and uh, um then i went to delhi i was with my parents there and uh, i went to a very fancy school there called gd goenka school it was one of the uh, first schools i think it was the second school in delhi okay. that had like acs oh. ac buses oh. and all this and everybody used to hate us <laughs> because because they used to think we are the spoiled kids but i mean for my parents so we actually if i really share uh i don't think at that time my father really had the money to send me to such a school um because he was also young and he was still you know it was not like from a business family so he was still working and he had two kids to take care of uh so 
but the thing for my parents has always been that they wanted me to or my brother to always go to a good school whatever they did research in that area and they found out this is a good school they always wanted to do that for us so they thought gd goenka was a good school and they really wanted me to go there so um it was a big culture shock for me because i came from boarding school where kids were uh you know everybody was um, equal like you don't know who's rich who's you know not that rich in those situations so whether my classmate is actually the security guard's daughter it didn't matter to me i didn't know all these things and it was just like we kids were playing we're having fun but when i went to that school it started hitting me like all these things because uh people were like rich you know like their cars were like these mercedes and these bmws and whatever and i used to come either by the school bus or uh, <laughs> or i used to come by uh, my dad's office car which was an ambassador oh. you know <laughs> which i love i love that car it's super comfortable <laughs> but you can imagine right like so slow like luckily my parents the upbringing that they've given us for some reason my brother and i never got affected by these things you know so we those kids used to go for holidays to like Paris and oh. Rome like summer holidays right, in school right. this is class 6 <laughs> you know <laughs> with that with any of with their families and we either wouldn't go anywhere only or we would go to meet my grandparents in Orissa or my aunts in Bombay or Bihar. uh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so uh that's when i think i started realizing you know oh there are like you know these dynamics that uh, play in a society and whatever and my friends were like really awesome in that school i'm still in touch with a couple of them and i'm very close to them uh, i definitely feel those years that uh, 6 class 6 7 8 9 uh, the friends you make in those uh, grades uh, the ones who stick around are literally there for life and they know you in and out right so um definitely uh, that i loved that phase of my life uh, really nice friends and i was not the best student so i was not like uh, the topper or anything and again that was really awesome that my parents never put that pressure on their kids to be like toppers in school i think from childhood the only thing they wanted us to be was happy so whatever you're doing just be happy doing it um and if you're not happy then think like what else do you want to do uh so that was my uh, middle school time and then we've moved a lot actually now we're moving from this house to another house oh. and this is going to be our 25th house oh. <laughs> so like yeah. some record yeah. in moving homes oh, i'm just going to uh, relax my leg because i have recovered but not fully so i can't sit cross leg for too long Finally, I found a hot yoga teacher. Usually, when I take interview, hot yoga teachers sit, and I am like, I'm moving all over the place. I know that's Finally. what I told you. I might not be very inspiring in this video because I'm not able to sit. But uh, I think most people know now from social media and all that. And those who don't know, I have an injury, so I have to keep uh, coming out and getting back into this. Um, so where was I? So we moved from uh, Delhi to Bombay. and uh, that was super cool bombay is an amazing city oh. <laughs> uh, have you been to bombay yes. yeah uh, but like for childhood it's like a whole different thing right. you know like suddenly you get a lot of freedom you can take auto bus and <laughs> yeah. go wherever you yeah. want otherwise it's always like from from a place like delhi you had to always go you know with your dad in the right. car or because it's not i mean they were not that 
comfortable letting me go around on my own um but bombay it's like but a- bombay it was super chilled out right <laughs> and also it was my teenage years by then oh, okay. so i um, i went to kendra vidyalaya school in pawai and uh, i always wanted to do arts uh, as my you know for my high school but uh, that year for some reason they didn't open the art section oh. because they didn't get enough students so my uh, parents were like why don't you try commerce you know, i'm horrible at maths okay. but they said just try i think you will be able to do it and um, i said okay fine let me just try i really didn't feel like i was being forced into it or anything i said fine let me just try and i went uh, i did commerce and i actually came second uh, for my board exams oh. in commerce and like i got a t- award from the rotary and all and nobody in my family could believe it okay. they were just like how is <laughs> she get rotary award like with the stage and all people sitting yeah oh. it was too funny no, nobody could believe that sanam scored like that high in accounts and business business studies okay fine but more of account accounting maths because in class 10 uh in bombay my maths teacher my principal uh, i remember didn't want to give me the hall certificate for What? the for the board exam oh, okay. because uh, because i would have failed in maths oh he's 100% <laughs> pass level yeah they want that okay. so they they so much tension was ha- in my house for those few days <laughs> my mother was so angry she like why don't you study and just oh. pass and i was like i don't understand maths <laughs> luckily my dad he has a great personality like as a guy he is very sweet and very like very genuine so he's very persuasive you know and like so if you go he just spoke to that lady i think for a meeting evening he came and gave me my hall oh, certificate i was like what did you do because she was a horrible lady actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like don't don't uh, worry i just literally spoke to her and i told her i guarantee you that my daughter will pass okay and i passed with 40 oh perfect <laughs> like just three marks above the passing grade and i cleared the, yeah <laughs> so that's how bad i was in maths um <clears throat> but commerce for some reason i really enjoyed it i really loved it and that's how i finished my 12th from there i went to uh, wellinger um, institute in bombay which is again like a b school so there i did an affiliation with um Uh, a university from the uk with ma- from uh, newcastle business school so that was so you went there <laughs> no it was an affiliation i had a choice of going there in the third year um but i decided not to go i decided to stay back i thought i'll go for my masters uh, once and for all kind of thing um so i did that i did my uh, ma in business with finance <laughs> i don't know why i stuck with finance <laughs> It was fine. I think I my college was also fun. Again made some really good friends there. And uh then I started working. And it's not like I was looking for a job after college. It just came to me. So uh this uncle in our building, a family friend, he was starting a new company in India and he said, "You know, why don't you come and just start because anyway you're a like fresher." So whatever you join um is going to be new for you. So you're going to learn something either way. and uh i knew that i kind of wanted to stay in the business field in marketing or admin or something like that so he told me uh to join and this was a company called saffron brand consultants they're a multinational company a brand consulting firm which so, so i really loved that loved working with them actually it was again a very small setup i think there were just about 
six, seven of us in the office. And we had made a really cool office which had a kitchen and oh. we had one. Um, <clears throat> one Akka used to come and cook like amazing food for us every day. <laughs> we used to like have a ball in that office. And again, the colleagues were super. Like I don't think after that, wherever I have worked, I've ever... Uh, had colleagues who were that amazing they were just like you know friends and uh, the work was really good but I realized that after two years of working there I realized that I want to study further and I want to do my master's so I went to do my master's in uh, Leeds in in UK oh you went to UK yeah I went to UK and uh, that was a crazy year <laughs> yes you can't skip that <laughs> I love you to skip. <laughs> I, I mean, there are too many funny stories from there. But uh, yeah, it was my, those were my wild years. Wild as in, how, what do I say? <laughs> uh, unhealthy years no. for sure. You know, like, um, it, 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 again, it's not like I was in, I've never been the t- person to be in like, many relationships in my life or anything I haven't dated that many people and it's always so that's never really what I mean by naughty Uh, what I mean by naughty is um, just like bunking and you know and what I mean by unhealthy was drinking uh, alcohol and uh, you know it had reached a point where I was (laughs) I would uh, not even drink water I would drink coke like I in my bottle in my room I would have bottles of coke not water because I didn't like the taste of the water in the tap (laughs) you have to drink from the tap there there it's like that yeah so the taste was like something weird about the taste I just couldn't get used to it Um, and I used to drink like coke all the time eat like brownies all the time and all like really now when I think about it I was like what were you doing <laughs> when I teach eat right program yeah. or something no? I was I like students <laughs> I was like oh my god I had was on the path to destroying my body completely um, definitely put on a lot of weight because so much sugar I was adding to my body is drinking alcohol um, partying all the time but I studied also, so I was like that. In that sense, it was balanced, but uh, health-wise, like not balanced at all. Uh, but I would say, like out of all my years, that one year in the UK was uh, so free, so amazing. Um, again, wonderful people around me became like family from different parts of the world. I think that was the first time that I was exposed to so many people from other parts of the world. Like my one of my closest friends is from Panama, you know. And like when she asked me, do you know where Panama is on the... Panama Canal? <laughs> yeah. Where, where is it? It's between Africa yeah. and... I, where? Is, it, is it between Africa and... <laughs> See, this is what I mean. <laughs> so it's between... Class, I used to mark some no, it's between North America and South America. Oh, you know, you... <laughs> I'm exposed to off my geography. So that's what I was like. I never imagined that I would have a friend from, you know, Panama. a country like that. Um, hey, Panama. What's her name? Yo, pa- Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're still in touch. It's like 10 years now. But, you know, we, we talk, in fact, almost, uh, you know, every other week we're chatting. And Sharina is also there. And um, again, friends for life. So that was um, my master's. Then uh, came a little low point in my life because my parents moved from Bombay to Bangalore. And 
I was a Bombay girl, right? Like I knew, okay, from Leeds when I go back, my lifestyle will be like similar. I'll join office maybe, but I'll be partying, I'll be chilling with all my friends who I knew there and all. But they moved here, and I tried very hard to. <laughs> the crows are uh, feeling left left out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried very hard to. Um, uh, what do you say? Go back to UK and live there and work there. But that year, uh, they changed the rules for students to stay back. So it became really hard and very expensive. Like you had to buy a permit and things like that, okay. which was like a lack and all. Okay. And already we had spent so much money on the college, like the uni thing. So I was just like, I don't want to ask my dad for more money now <laughs> to, you know, be able to pay this work permit, which didn't guarantee whether you could stay on or not. So. I just decided to come back to India, and I, then I tried to move to Bombay. But you know, Bombay on your own at that age with no, with no job is very difficult. You know, the rents are very high over there, and there's no guarantee when you're going to get a job, right? So I decided to stay with my uh, parents. Anyway, so I came to Bangalore, and I hated it. I think uh, I was I continued with my jet lag for like six months. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because I just, I didn't have any friends. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything. I was sleeping for like, uh, I was sleeping at uh, four in the morning till like 10 o'clock in the morning and whatever. But slowly, like a friend of mine got in touch with me on Facebook and he said, hey, I'm in um, Bangalore. Why don't you come and meet me? So he, I went to meet him and then he got me a job in his company. Oh, okay. And that's how my life in Bangalore started again. Uh, and now I love this city. Like, I can't see myself living anywhere else. My parents uh, were planning to move to Bombay in 2020, but uh, I broke my leg. Oh, okay. So they had to come back, okay? And uh, they came back, and still the plan was maybe in March, April, we would move, uh, once my leg is a little better, we would move together. Okay. Because I kind of realized... I need to be with somebody, like I need to be with my parents because my leg was not great. So I gave up this idea of living in Bangalore and wanted to move. But I used to tell Devi and Sadhguru like, please, you know, <laughs> I don't want to go, like, can you please do something? <laughs> Already I broke my leg, like what else to do to stay back here kind of thing, you know. So um, then the pandemic hit right. and all our plans of moving got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've decided to stay here. I think it's a better city. Uh, How bad was the injury? Like... Ba very bad. I have three metal screws okay. inside. <laughs> and um, first time I had any kind of surgery, stitches, broke a bone. I'd never broken a bone in my life, though I was very active. But I never broke anything. And, uh, you know, honestly, I don't... like. Uh, that moment when I fell, it was so weird. I, I can see it How happening did it happen still. Like, okay. I was playing football. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. And so I was wearing my football boots. Okay. And uh, you know, in uh, warm ups, I was not even playing football Whoa. yet. I was still in warm up warm only. Up. Okay, okay. And, um, you know, there are these uh, side squats that you do, these side skips right. in a squatting position. Yeah. Okay. So I was in that, and we were moving sideways towards the left. And um, I was really into it. I was really intense. I was like, I'm going to kill it today. Like, <laughs> I'm going to play really well. And I was like, yeah. And just 
like after two three steps my left ankle kind of buckled oh, like this in the football boot because i don't know if i was used to it or not because uh, it's a little higher right? right but we were playing on turf it's not like we were playing on a hard surface but still my foot kind of buckled i think it got caught in the artificial turf okay. and then it didn't let me move properly but all my weight was already on the left side okay. and i was always on one leg in momentum right. and then my body was just like oh you're going to fall don't fall don't fall and my knee tried to stabilize in the process right. so it went like chik, chik, chik. <laughs> and i could hear my bone like cracking okay but i still didn't think i broke it because i didn't have that much pain okay. at just yet okay. i got up but i could so after a short break <laughs> a change of environment from greenery to in house we are almost thrown out of kubon park kubon park kubon park. 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 park okay yeah kubon oh my god that was <laughs> it was expected but i didn't think it would happen yeah. and then um yeah it was a little scary also i was feeling scared for vaisana his <laughs> camera my camera <laughs> i can take beatings but camera won't take <laughs> yeah uh, but luckily we yeah. got out of the situation nicely because very sweet people in kabin park helped us talk to the guard yeah. both of us don't know the language so i was trying to talk to him in malayalam and we didn't know i heard him i was like i think he'll get more angry now by so i don't <laughs> but uh, i think we cleared yeah. that pretty well yes <laughs> anyway so getting back uh, i was talking about my injury so that's what happened i did not think that i had broken my leg i thought maximum a strain or maybe okay ligament little bit got torn or something like that um and then my parents were in bombay at that time they were not in um, bangalore i was alone so i didn't know what to do i said okay who do i call so there's a friend of mine many people know him satyavana he is like a med- meditator also and i know him from before the training time and uh, he's great like he's uh, like uh, i for am friend you know like okay. i can call him at any time for anything and i know that he will help me and vice versa so i just called him and i said can you please come i have hurt my leg really badly i don't know what's happened but i can't walk okay. so he said okay i'm coming so he but he took like around 45 minutes to come because it, he was sleeping he had gone out in the night and this was sunday morning okay, okay. so Mm-hmm. He, by the time he woke up got ready and all and came from jayanagar it was around 45 minutes to an hour and uh, then he sat with me and uh, took me to the hospital we went to hosmat hospital hosmat hospital um, scared the hell out of me okay. because they told me uh, it's fractured in such a way we have to do surgery now okay. and we have to cut your hip and take bone from your hip and oh. put it at your knee oh. and I, till then i was okay. okay when i heard all this i was like oh my god <laughs> right. i can't do this so i just um, called my parents then till then they didn't know that this had happened because i didn't want to tell them right. till i knew exactly what the problem was so i called them and my mom said okay wait and she connected me to her friend and then her friend uh, connected me to their doctor i was still in hosmat till right, then right. and he said yes she needs to have surgery we'll do it tomorrow morning okay. but tell her to come to this hospital now so then i moved from there to another hospital and then my parents took the next flight and came that evening itself back to bangalore oh, okay. and uh, then i had the surgery oh yeah that was like really some experience <laughs> the surgery was um 
I was okay, okay, okay. I was in, I was in quite a lot of pain, mm, but because they had put a brace and everything, I was fine. Like, and they gave me some painkillers and all. And then I went for the surgery. Just before the surgery, I started crying because you know the surgeon wasn't really telling me what he's going to do mm-hmm. because I was a little nervous by then. You know, okay. I never, I didn't know. I was like, will I be able to do yoga again? I was asking him all this like on the bed outside the OT. And he was just looking at me like, really, this you're going for surgery and you're caring about can I sit cross-legged and can I sit in Vajrasana? <laughs> I was like, yeah, because that's my profession and, you know, like, it's something I do uh, my sadhana on a daily basis. He was like, you just see, it's up to you how you do your recovery after the surgery. Right. So he said, everything is possible, but it come, it's finally up to you. And those words just stuck to me like, after the surgery, it was more painful than before the surgery. The pain that you get, because I asked for general anesthesia, not spinal, okay. because spine is the most important right, part right, of right, our right. body. And right, right. I don't want anything to happen in the spine, right? Like extra, anything injected. So I said, give me general anesthesia. They said, okay, but when you wake up, you will have much more pain than if you had taken spinal. spinal. Right. I said, it's okay, I'll manage. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave me, and I woke up and really it was like, <laughs> I didn't expect so much pain. But um, anyway, they gave me some more drugs and all that, okay. and then I was like flying. So <laughs> the, uh, that was an experience, came home. And then comes the hard part, because you are kind of immobilized, you can't walk. And you have a walker, but how much can you do with that walker, right? You can't, I could not even go from bedroom to kitchen or anything if I wanted. Only bathroom I was able to go, but that also I needed my mom to help me. Um, first two weeks anyway, you can't have a bath also. So you have to be in bed and uh, sponge bath was happening. I was like a baby basically. <laughs> Things were being done for me, food was being given. And really, I think um, for that I bowed down to my parents. I don't know uh, how many people would, you know, leave everything and just do this. So my mom made sure that she was cooking. Uh, for me, whatever meals. Uh, I started eating non-veg again because I needed protein, like proper... And the doctor also started saying that, you know, start eating some chicken fish at least initially and then you can give it up. But during the healing time, it's good if you add more protein to your diet. So I was taking supplements, but I also started eating like uh, chicken and fish and um, uh, it actually really helped my recovery. And uh, she made sure nobody else would cook okay. uh, or food from outside because uh, nothing should happen to my stomach. If mm. my stomach goes, then going to the loo and all is good, right, right. not possible. So, so much care was given and taken. And uh, it became like a, my mom slept in my room next to me for three months, every night. Like morning and after uh, half the time I was sleeping because the medicines were strong and also what to do I'm lying in bed how much TV can I watch how much can I read so I would just sleep a lot and you need to sleep for recovery so um, yeah she, she didn't even go to her own room she just stayed with me for three months and uh, I just feel like that is amazing you know normally at least night time she could have gone and slept but she wanted to be there Anything I needed, I would move also a little bit. She'd say, are you okay? Anything? You're in pain? You want me to massage you? I was just like uh, blown away with that kind of um, love and affection. And it's like devotion in a way, right, to your child. And 
I used to keep relating that to so many other things like in uh, how should I be now with my parents because you take things for granted right like you fight with them you speak rudely to them or something like that get irritated with them but when these kind of situations really show you how much your family can do for you or be with you in difficult times and um, i think this was for me a biggest learning from 2020 was like because i've been at home i've been taking care of them so the minute i could put little weight on this leg the doctor said okay now you can put little weight and start we didn't have maids because the pandemic hit and everything i started doing jhadu <laughs> with my walker because i was like they have been doing for two months already you know on their own the 60 plus and they were trying to clean this house and take care of it and take care of me it was very tiring so i said first thing i'm going to do is start taking up responsibility as much as i can with my leg and um, started making sure that my mom is not overworked with other things and uh, i've just enjoyed my time with my parents um, many people don't get to say that because i think you are very close with your dad also yeah. so and your mom so i think you have a good relationship with him and your mom um but a lot of people i know you know like i hear people saying i just can't stay at home i need to go out i need to be with my friends i need to whatever go here travel this that but for me like my parents are my friends i like to travel with them i like to take holidays with them i like to chill with them at home watch tv do whatever i have no issues uh, and i think that you're very, very fortunate like if you have that kind of environment at home It's the same with for my brother and with me and uh, yeah so that's how 2020 went basically obviously we started teaching online so that was something that kept me motivated and going and with uh, kanika and tuhina it uh, you know uh, it's just been a very fun process we've been uh, trying to be creative with different things also now um it's definitely pandemic has definitely been hard for all the teachers i think everywhere especially outside india because many of those countries are still in lockdown and their rules are very strict so even for me i'm because i'm still being careful i'm not going to uh, you know crowded places or going to um foundation classes also yet i'm kind of just waiting for some more time i've started teaching at my home studio now but uh, that also i'm keeping it very limited um yeah so that's like from childhood till now yeah. this is few things that i could tell you so about so can can we go a bit behind the but timeline we can, we can because where sadguru happened and yeah. i think you suddenly <laughs> thump you went yeah i just wanted to cover yeah, this whole like, life thing and yeah, then get yeah, into that yeah. so uh, sadguru happened like in 2016 yeah. okay and uh, very unexpected i've told the story before but um, like uh, it was i mean i like i told you my life was a very unhealthy different life meditation spirituality i didn't want anything to do with it i was not interested i just wanted to have a good time go out like eat drink uh, work uh, that was my life um but so I, but i always like i told you i wanted to be active so i always wanted to do something physical activity so i started going to the gym uh paid for the whole year <laughs> within 3 uh, weeks I got like a back um injury like it's a sciatica injury and I couldn't uh, walk properly because I had a lot of pain so I went to the doctor and he said listen you do either yoga or uh, swimming uh, because now you need like some low intensity stuff till you can recover and then after that you can go back to the gym 
So I said, okay, I'll go swimming because I don't want to do yoga. <laughs> Who does yoga? How is it going to help? Swimming is like, yeah. you know, more endurance and everything. So I'll go swimming. But at that time, we were in a bigger building. Okay. And uh, they had a huge swimming pool. Okay. But when I would go to swim, there were like 10,000 kids in the oh, pool. Okay. <laughs> and it was dirty also. It wasn't being clean, maintained. So I stopped swimming. Didn't want to do yoga. Sitting on the couch, watching TV, getting fat. Going to office, coming back, that's all I was doing. Um, then I said, okay, I have to do something about this. And uh, my brother had done inner engineering in 2015, okay. like a year before that. And he used to keep telling me, you know, like, hey, do uh, do this, like, or just read this article. Something of a guru, he would try and send me, you know, like how we do, right? Like any problem in life, <laughs> we're like, oh, you want, I have an article I'll share it with you. <laughs> I have a video I'll share it with you. <laughs> so he was doing that, right? Um, or he would like have Sadhguru's book or something and he'd be like, uh, here, just read this chapter or something and nothing. I didn't want to do anything. I would make so much fun of him. I would say, who is this Baba you've joined? Some cult and you know, like, what is this malas and all you're wearing? <laughs> and and now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like full on Isha fight now. But uh, I, so I used to do all that. And, but when I thought of yoga, right, mm -hmm. because for one year I'd been hearing only Isha, 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 only Isha came to my mind. <laughs> okay. and, and I said, let me, okay, let me just try Isha yoga. Yeah. I didn't know what inner engineering was, nothing. I thought I'm going to go learn asanas. Okay. And he didn't tell me also. He said, yeah, sign up for it starting next weekend uh, and uh, whatever, starting next week and just go. So I signed up. And first thing was like, oh my God, I six, uh, six o'clock class, waking up five o'clock, getting ready, going for a class, then going all the way to office, which is other side of town, coming back. It's like, how am I going to do this? Okay, let's go for the free trial and okay, see okay. what it's all about. Right. So I got up and I went for the free trial. And I remember it was like in this hall in uh, Bangalore. And uh, I, I was one of the first people to enter. So I saw um, one lady, bald sitting yeah. in the corner in white clothes. I already I was freaked out. I was like, okay, what is this weird place? And like all these chairs are like facing forward. Nothing is there. It's just like one banner and one projector and nobody else was there. And I was like, should I sit? Should I stand? What should I do? Then when, you know, our volunteers came and they said, you can sit here and all. I didn't want to sit in the front row. So I sat somewhere at the back and I was waiting. Everyone came and I'm listening, listening, listening. Then Ma comes and she stands and she starts talking and uh, I was skeptical but it was okay general stuff in the you know like yeah. they were saying something about life and also was like listening listening and I was like I don't think this is for me where is the yoga like I, where are the asanas <laughs> give me the real asana <laughs> where is the exercise <laughs> um, and I was like forget it free trial I'll just leave I had paid already for it but I said I'll just I don't want to continue I'll go home so when they said, now you have a break, you can pay if you want or leave if you want, you know, yeah. after that one hour. I remember messaging my brother saying, what is this? You didn't tell me there's no yoga here, it's only talking and all. So he messaged me saying, it's okay, you leave if you don't want to stay. No one's stopping you. Yeah. That's a free trial is there. And don't worry, even if you paid for it, it's fine, you just come. But I don't know what happened. I decided to stay oh, okay. for the rest of the session, right. just like that. And I said, okay, I've anyways committed the time. Let me see what happens. Maybe now they'll teach something. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I went in and um, 
that time there was no upayoga it was straight away patangasana shishupalasana nadi vipachana the most painful <laughs> you got the real stuff <laughs> the most painful asana and uh, i was like oh my god this is so hard and then like watching sadguru videos for so long i had never watched even one video of his yeah. i never heard his voice yeah, also you know okay, okay, okay. nothing i didn't know who this man is okay. i was just sitting in his class and i was watching did it very angry i was like i never going back again next day i came again <laughs> i used to just wake up and go like every day i'm creeping finish this <laughs> <laughs> every day i'm creeping about it but i'm going still for some reason and um uh, finally i went and i sat like uh, on the initiation day and uh, the whole initiation is happening nothing major for me okay for me it's more like how long more we have to sit my legs are really hurting <laughs> and you know every time i thought now it'll get over something else is starting so i was like oh god painful 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 but somehow i went through it i did all the steps i was attentive in the classes i would go up and uh, do some sharing or ask questions and everything and uh, on the uh, what do you say initiation day uh, when we go to eat finally right i just felt like very calm and very still and no thoughts for some reason i just felt like there's nothing i have nothing uh going on then i forgot like family work office anything i was just like very still and eating quietly you know didn't want to look at anyone didn't want to do anything just wanted to eat and go back into the next session after that day i this feeling started coming because only two more days before the program and seven day program and i'm like um uh why is this program ending like i want to come every day you know and uh, the reason i think one of my main reasons for being at isha is the teacher of that class i have to say madakshina do you know her no i don't she is amazing and uh, like uh, she would answer all my questions very patiently maybe in the session i wouldn't ask but every day after the class i would go and ask some dumb question <laughs> could really dumb now when i think about it i was like why did you ask all this but i would just ask like uh, i think the reason why she would answer or spend time also was because i think i was asking from a very um, pure place like it was i really wanted to know it's not like you know just asking for the heck of it so i really wanted to know who is she what is she why why is she in these clothes why is she bald what is brahmacharya uh, you know those kind of questions i would ask her <laughs> just after the class after she's tired wanting to go i'm like tell me about this <laughs> um i even asked you know uh, i read so many articles while in engineering i was like uh, sadguru's wife you know like controversy yeah. i would just go and ask oh, okay. like ma i read this what is this oh, like okay. you know now now what <laughs> but i never was like um, he killed his wife now you know like okay uh why didn't you all tell us this or you know i'm leaving or something i just wanted to know like what is the truth what is your opinion on it or something she never gave me any opinion as such she said look this is how it is this is our story and that is someone else's story you choose whichever story you want to believe in and you go with that like um, but you also think about how your experience was in this class mm-hmm. and so there was no like you know we are right and no sadguru could never do such a thing and but it's up to you and that's what i really love about isha they never uh 
force anything on you right like even whether your eating habits your lifestyle habits it's not forced it is guided so you're told that hey if you eat non veg this is how long it takes to digest and leave your system <laughs> and um, if you eat veg it's very long for instance <laughs> I want to know what you eat. <laughs> and you know all those things. So for me it seemed perfect because I thought this is some cult from day one they're going to tell me you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't eat this, you can't go there, you can't do that. So uh when it when I realized that it was none of these things, uh do whatever you want to do, but like these are this is what happens within the system. So Sadhguru has such a beautiful way of putting everything so scientifically and logically. He's not just saying it and not giving you a reason as to why you should do this right which i like uh and that's how i stuck on because obviously at that time my logical mind was like much stronger than any other uh, aspect and i was like constantly trying to find things um like is there any corruption here like are there any bribes are there any this thing is there any like i was always you know thinking like that because i had no idea about what is this foundation and spirituality in india spiritual organizations in india have a, unfortunately a bad name so you hear so much about gurus and all that uh, even though my brother is like someone i trust completely and i know that you know he wouldn't send me to some random place and he's obviously done he's gone through it and he knows what he's talking about still in my mind these things used to come up but within uh, so my class finished on tuesday following sunday i messaged ma dakshina saying i want to volunteer okay <laughs> and i'm in a volunteering full sunday vol- volunteering i've gone for oh. and after that i did non stop volunteering like okay. all, most of the engineering programs i would just go and like i i loved it and i just realized like this organization is so clean like there was nothing nobody was forcing me to do anything everything was being done joyfully yes okay you know wh- when things happen when there are groups of people there might be some things that come up but how those things are being handled after that was so beautiful to see and i just loved it so i was happy with in engineering i did chambavi and mandala and all i was doing then madakshina called me one day and she said what are you doing like uh, why don't you go and do some hatha yoga okay. <laughs> i said no ma i'll go to the gym or something like okay. this you know i'm very i'm not flexible right so that time she told me if you sit at home you're not going to become flexible you have to do something to become flexible so i said okay fine i'll do so then i joined a 21 day program oh. with siddharth anna from bangalore and uh, geeta akka was uh, the teacher uh, for, i mean it was yoga binge so yoga binge yeah yoga binge was Netflix the name binge, what is yoga binge <laughs> <laughs> yoga binge was the name of their studio oh, okay, and sadguru okay. gave the name oh is it <laughs> yeah. no sadguru gave the name yeah. yoga binge yeah okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, there i think abhinay akka also was a part of it geeta akka siddharth anna they had all formed this yoga binge and they were all working together i still can't sadguru gave the name sadguru gave the name yoga binge <laughs> and it was one of the first uh, isha studios that came up right. by a private teacher so uh, <laughs> and i went and i started doing this 21 day program okay not just one practice oh. i wanted to do all 21 days okay. so body was like killing me in those 21 days because we did angamardana and all and i was walking like a penguin for like <laughs> many days <laughs> um but what i realized was in those 21 days my sciatica went like okay. i was able to do everything after i think a week in those 3 weeks second and third week my body was becoming so you know relaxed and amazing and it was just really nice 
So sometime during that class, I just had this feeling like I want to be able to teach this and help people. Like if I'm feeling like this already so quickly, um, I want to teach this. I want to leave my job. I want to leave everything oh. and I want to teach. I was working that time. And I just asked Geeta Akka like about the training and she said, yeah, you should go and do it. You know, if you want to do it, if you really want to teach and everything, explore it a little bit, like uh, ask about it and talk to me again later after the class or something. My brother knew somebody who had done the training. So he told me to talk to that person also. It just happens. I thought my parents will never let me go for something like this to an ashram for six months <laughs> to do yoga teacher training, something that I was not even interested in, right? But when I came home and I asked them, can I do this? They were, they said, yes, no. go, why not do it? And that's it. I left, I quit my job within um, two weeks after finishing the 21 what day What was the program. reaction in the, in in the, the office? Okay. They were like, what is happening? <laughs> Luckily, my boss okay. was a cool guy. Okay. He was a yoga uh, practitioner, okay. not Isha, but he would do yoga. Okay. And he somehow could connect, okay. like realize, okay, she, I think she's found something. Okay. And she wants to go deeper into it. So he never asked me any like extra questions. Like why work for some more time, then go and all. He didn't force me at all. I was very fortunate like that. And so he said, I totally get it. I don't have to ask you anything. <laughs> he signed whatever. And I left. But I left like in November, December. And the training was next year in July. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm fully into this now. So it's like volunteering and uh, doing the some learning some practices, doing some more practices. And then I went for the teacher training. And uh, uh, that was like uh, just so different from anything I had done. I was used to staying away from home because I'd been to boarding school and I'd been to Leeds. But um, like this was a completely different environment from the house, right? Food and everything. Luckily, I'd visited Ashram a couple of times, so I knew what to expect okay. before I went for the training. You want to know my first experience yes. of Ashram? Yes, yes, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I went back there again yeah. because um, they they planned. Uh, um, Guru Purnima. Okay. Guru Purnima, mm, 2016. No, sorry, 2015. Uh, Guru Purnima in 2015 was happening. At that time, obviously, no Adi Yogi and all, so it was smaller ground and everything. Uh, I didn't know anything. I just got a message, Guru Purnima is happening. We are arranging buses from Bangalore to go to the mm -hmm. ashram. Volunteers will take you and you can come back next day, whatever, in the morning. Right. And I told my parents, I want to go. And again, I don't know how they allowed this. They said, okay, go. <laughs> Normally, they would ask like 10 questions about these things. But they said, okay, if the bus is going, people are there, you go. So I said, fine, this also, they don't have problems suddenly. So I got into the bus and I went. I didn't know anybody on that bus. Uh, but one Akka was there. Okay. I just told her, Akka, please help me. I've never gone before. So just tell me what all I need to do, I'll do. Okay. <laughs> so she said, okay, we, I reached the ashram 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, she, we did the registration, whatever, at the gate, and we went into Spanda Hall. She came with me. Uh, my brother had told me when I left, he's like, look, you go there, you do your practice, have a bath, do your practices, go to uh, Chandrakun, take a dip, go to uh, Devi Temple, and go to Dhyanalinga, okay? So this is what he told me to do, and I was like, okay, this is my itinerary. I need to do all these things. <laughs> so I had a bath, uh, Spanda Hall, did my Shambhavi. That's the only practice um, I knew. I had not done Hatha Yoga right. yet. So finished that. 
then i'm like okay it's so early in the morning mm. what should i do now let's go and do all this uh, there'll be no crowd right. so i went and uh, i i went to chandrakoon this might have been like 6 in the 6:30 in the morning. morning and it was like filled with women <laughs> right like filled and this like not a spot is dry or anything it's just like so many women inside and uh you know the changing so it was for me it was like what is happening here you know <laughs> like what this is so crazy and i think i just stood there for a moment like oh my god where do i go and they gave me one robe which was wet right so for me it was like why are they giving me wet robe okay <laughs> i had all these issues right um and one then this akka from nowhere the same akka in the okay. bus she okay. found me and oh, she yeah. like grabbed my hand and she pulled me in and she said here stand here change your clothes we'll go and take the dip and then she like literally held my hand and took me into the chandrakoon <laughs> and took me i went for the dip and all and took me out and then she said okay look now you change again into your dry clothes and then you go to the temple and all she wanted to do something else so i said okay ka thank you so much and i went i finished dhanalinga finished devi temple it was more like an exercise it was not really like I was like okay I have to sit here for 15 minutes I was staring at the alalinga and sat there big shivering and then I then I left okay no praying nothing I had nothing to ask I was just sitting there looking looking at all these people <laughs> that was my experience <clears throat> and then uh, I met a girl uh, over there through Instagram oh okay uh, this foreigner uh, okay. I think she was from the UK or something and she had seen some picture of mine and she messaged on instagram saying hey are you in the ashram i don't know anybody here do you want to meet me oh, so okay. i said oh, okay sure let's sure. let's meet so i went and i found her in the rejuvenation center and uh, we sat and we chatted we had a lot of time program was only going to happen in, later in the evening right. so you just chatting 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 she's like um, i haven't gone to dhanalinga can we go So I said, "Come, we'll go again. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, again, I'll sit for 15 minutes." <laughs> Second time I went to Dharalinga, I came out feeling really buzzed. You okay. know, like same thing I did. Like I just sat. I closed my eyes this time. That was the only difference. Right. <laughs> I closed my eyes and I sat for some time, and I came out feeling like really buzzed. And I was like, "Is it because it's so hot? <laughs> and I've not eaten properly. Didn't drink enough water." I really did not give any credit to Dhyanalinga <laughs> for the feeling. I was thinking of all other things. I think you know like I'm tired now. I didn't get to rest. I didn't do anything. I didn't realize that time that it was not uh, any of that stuff because within 15 minutes I was fine. <laughs> it was just like you know I think lights went. So um yeah that's it. So after Dhyanalinga that whole experience again we had a little bit of time and uh, then we had to go to adi yogi alayam because sadguru was doing a session there first before in the ground so um i wanted to sit in front like i wanted to be the first person and i reached also early okay, okay? i was like okay nobody is here <laughs> i just went and sat down okay. with this girl okay. in the front like just there okay and um, then i told her listen just keep my spot oh. i'll just drink some water and come okay I went and um, I tried to stay away from people I knew okay. because I was like if they see me they'll put me in some work. Nice. So, <laughs> so and this is my first program in Ashram I don't want to do any work I want to just sit and watch. And sure enough I just took three steps out of that place and Madhakshina was there. Oh. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and I can never say no to her. Like, if she just asks for something, I do it. And she said, oh, you're here? Yeah. <laughs> what, where are you sitting? I was like, there. She's like, leave that. You come and do this. We need some help. Oh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so I just went and told the girl there that, um, I'm sorry, I need to go volunteer. <laughs> so, Karma is on a fast burn. <laughs> yeah, you enjoy your program. I'm going to go and do some work. Uh, still, I got time. Like, I sat at the back. And that's, again, a time when I realized that uh, it doesn't matter, right? Like, where you're sitting in the hall here, there. Uh, the You just feel him anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. By that time, I was pretty into Sadhguru. I had started watching a lot of videos and everything. But yeah, Dhyana Linga and all, I had no experience of. So I didn't know what to expect. I only kept expecting, Sadhguru says, no, it's like a slap yeah. <laughs> when you enter. Yeah. I was like, where is the slap? Where is the slap? Picks up hit of energy. The buzz came, but there was no slap. <laughs> uh, that was all like I was thinking of. But uh, sitting in, in his presence and all was really wonderful. It was an English session, so that was awesome. Then it was like, okay, now something. And then Tamil session was going to happen outside. And actually, I didn't know it was going to be in Tamil. Oh, so okay. I went out for the next session. And it was only in Tamil. And I started getting really bored then. I was like, I was very far. I could not see anything also. And I could only hear him. And then I started seeing, for the first time, people going a little crazy, mm. right? <laughs> like, with whatever. Yeah. And their experiences and all. And I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> what? This, this day has been too crazy. Already in Chandrakunda, I had like crazy experiences and, you know, like just seeing all these people like exploding with, you know, like they're sitting on chairs, but they're like falling off their chairs, literally. And I said, I'm sitting here, nothing is happening to me. Is it because I don't understand Tamil? Like he's, he's giving some instruction and I can't follow it. So I'm asking like one girl next to me, I'm like, what did he say? What did he say? She's, she's telling me something simple. Simple, very simple. simple. <laughs> he's not even doing any meditation. So I was like, okay, something else is only happening here. Time to leave. So I got back on the bus and I came back home. And uh, after that, I wanted to do BSP, but I was very scared of BSP for some reason. Like, there was some proper fear in me <laughs> okay. that uh, if I go for BSP, like, what will happen? Because for some reason, the kind of videos and all that uh, are shown, they're very motivating and inspiring to do it. Um, <clears throat> but I'd also heard, like, some people sharing experiences in terms of, like, this happened to me, that happened to me, something was hurting, that was happening, oh, I couldn't walk for some days. And I think those kind of things scared me, you know. I was like, what is this BSP? <laughs> so I signed up for it and uh, didn't go, like, twice. Oh, okay. okay. For, I don't know, because of this fear in a way. Right. Like, something would come up and I would give that priority and be like, I won't go. Finally, in December, I decided, December 2015, that I will do BSP. And I went and again it was like, um, you know... Uh, why I told you I think I'm the least inspiring Hatha Yoga teacher <laughs> because till uh, the training my experiences with the programs were not like nothing that I can tell you oh it was like this you know like this amazing thing happened but I also feel like some people might connect with that side also because I don't think for everyone it uh, you know you go there and you're blown away immediately because we're so caught up with so many other things like we're carrying everything and that's why I think BSP is a great program because uh, it opened me out a lot more not immediately but for me with Isha programs I always see the benefit or the things that have happened to me 
much after the program. So after BSP, I realized, uh, you know, you have some homework that you have to do for BSP. So I really put my heart into it and I wrote, I wrote and wrote and wrote everything, ups and downs, issues, problems, happy things, sad things, whatever is given in the homework. It's, you know, for everyone to see uh, what is the homework that you need to keep ready for BSP. And I really went into the program uh, not knowing anything, just doing everything, but think, uh, like things were happening in the program which were not very comfortable for me. Like um, in one of the processes my partner had done, uh, she had thrown up. So there was puke everywhere and on me and everything. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh my God. You know, so when these things happen, like, you can, how will you give? Right. You're already not that kind of a person right. who is so open to things yet, right? right? So when extra something happens, you can't let it go. You're just like, <laughs> puke all over me. <laughs> not even mine. <laughs> to somebody else's. So I'm just like sitting there looking at the teacher like, can you please just let me go? Right. I want to change my clothes. But nobody's looking at you because they're yeah. taking the class. Anyway, so the few other things like this happened. I won't go into it in detail because um, everyone should experience it for themselves. Um, <clears throat> but I came back after BSP and a lot of things that I had written in that book, I started going revisiting it mentally and thinking, just trying to see how am I feeling mm. with those issues. Like there were some issues which maybe like really bothered me, you know, in my life, took up a lot of my time, a lot of my energy. Um, a lot of emotions had gone into it and uh, I just wanted to revisit and see if it still affects me that badly and I could see a big change like I could I was just like this doesn't bother me anymore you know it's gone I'll give you an example and this is an example just to tell you like sometimes at that point how uh, I was a crazy emotional person <laughs> so I had a, a, a best friend and uh, this was before I went to the UK. So she was, uh, we were in Bombay together and we were really close and we used to do everything together. And um, I went to the UK and uh, kind of discovered myself in a way, maybe not in the best way, like unhealthy way, but um, still I, want, I had my freedom, right? I was like, I can do whatever I want and la 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 la. And she came to visit me there okay. and uh, she was not happy like how I was doing things like if I was drinking or something. So she kind of started getting angry with me like why are you doing all these things and I was like leave me alone I can do whatever I want. Though still like a friend like very caring about her and everything but I was getting irritated like why is this person telling me not to do certain things. Um, and then for some reason we had a fight in the UK and uh, she came back to India after that trip and everything and we kind of decided not to be friends anymore. I mean at least she decided not to be friends anymore but I wasn't like ready to let go of that you know um, and I really tried a lot for eight years to get in touch with her and she, for some reason I would message her like on her birthday I would message her randomly and say you know I remembered this eight years it's not like a small time it's not like a boyfriend or something but I when I used to get invested in like friendships or relationships, they were like almost like my family, right? Any anybody. So it it uh, and now I understand what it what Sadhguru means by like you know attachments or expectations and things like that. At that time, you don't know. I didn't know anything of this. Um, and 
somehow like now we're back in contact and we're talking and everything and we're we're actually fine now we're like uh, not best friends or anything but we are still in touch with each other and i think that's fine but um i used to like be very uh, tormented by this whole process you know I, i'd never then gone through something like that with a friend or anybody um uh, even a breakup or anything had never been like that hard on me so i used to get dreams like mm-hmm. uh, almost on a daily basis i would dream about meeting this friend in person and the dreams could go anywhere it could be like um we meet and everything is good and we become friends again or we meet and we shout at each other and we hate each other and we like go away or we meet and she uh starts talking badly about me to her friend or some like all these insecurities in your head were like would play out in my dreams and they would really bother me like for so many years how can i keep dreaming about the same situation you know <laughs> like so many other things that happened in my life but I, my mind was still stuck on this even if i'm not thinking about it on a regular basis can you imagine like after bsp i have not had a single dream oh. about this like i remember my dreams very vividly very nicely okay i love my dreams <laughs> <laughs> but i i haven't had a single dream about this situation even after meeting this friend again and clearing everything and being friends i haven't had that dream any dreams and that's when i realized you know like uh, some processes happen it's something that is happening and you're shedding a lot of unnecessary things in your life as you move on in this prog- in this um, journey uh, so that was up till bsp and then um, that was in 2015 december so it was after quitting my job and before getting into the teacher training so yeah teacher training came and uh, I was super excited like as as a very good uh, <laughs> I mean I I I think I can say that not with the postures and asanas maybe because because of all these things that had happened an unhealthy lifestyle I was not very flexible when I went for the training I was okay not not too great and um, but I really gave myself in that training like 100% and I was uh, lucky enough that I stayed in my own room so I didn't have a roommate so i just uh, was by myself in okay. the training <laughs> that time there was this option you could have your own room if okay. you wanted so uh, i i would like you know have my little space for myself do the training it's a very intense training as you know um a lot of things come out within you in the training uh but it's also designed in such a way that if you just do what is asked uh it's a very beautiful experience if you're trying to add your own extra stuff to it you can wobble a little bit in the process but uh, it's from morning to evening and they've designed it so beautifully sadguru has given so much thought into like what they need to eat what how when they need to sleep what they need when they need to wake up and you know like everything is just planned you just follow the instructions and you can do this training you know um but that is also so hard for a lot of people right so we have a lot of people um who come expecting something else but in the training itself they realize maybe this is not for them and they leave um they they can you can i mean it's not like you're forced to be there but uh, it's a big investment also that you're trying to make so you want to make sure that you really know about this training what to expect and um yes anything that you would like to know in 
specific about yeah, the like training after the hatha yoga train oh, about the training <coughs> or after whatever no, training i think you will be better person to know like, i won't <laughs> ask more questions i'll get into controversy <laughs> i think um, like i think i don't want to talk much about yeah. it because there are so many videos online now uh, making of a hatha yoga hatha yogi and uh, teacher and everything that people watch yeah. i think a lot of people know about what happens in the training so maybe we can yeah, let it be remain like so that whoever is truly willing they can you know? yeah they can get in touch or or uh, but one thing i would like to say if you are planning to go for the teacher training definitely try like just ask yourself why do you want to do it number one <laughs> uh, you know is it just because everybody doing doing teacher training and i should also do it no it should not be like that just see if you really want to teach that should be your main thing it should not be that you know Oh, it's such a beautiful experience. Six months in the ashram, I can go do sadhana. No, you are sadhana pada for something yeah. like that. So you should not go and waste anybody's time there because everybody in the training from the school side is working towards training you to become a you know teacher and represent Isha outside. So if you are going to go and do that and then not teach after that, then it's kind of like you know you wasted your time and everybody else's time who was putting in a lot of effort to train you. there could be circumstances that happen like you can't teach for some reason whatever you move to a place where there are no participants or something has happened in your life and you can't teach um but if by choice you decide you know i'm just going to do the training but i'm not going to teach i don't think uh that then that's the best path for you it's better you do something like sadhana pada and obviously before you go for the training try and meet other teachers try and talk to them ask all your questions before you really decide that you want to go that's all i'd like to say so from uh, there to the first class how was it like <laughs> so in the training itself <laughs> they tell you that you have to decide uh, when are you going to teach your first class okay. it's almost like they tell you put a date okay. and uh, how are you going to like you know plan your first class um so i had planned i i didn't really put a date to it because i didn't know like how things would be once i come back to bangalore but luckily uh, yoga binge was uh, <laughs> <laughs> yoga binge because i heard a name like yoga vani and or sadguru i heard sadguru yeah. given them so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this was like the beginning so yoga binge he uh, <laughs> he was running and they al- allowed the new teachers of our batch to come and maybe take a few sessions at their studio and i was always like i don't want to do kids class okay, oh, okay. i was like oh my god i i don't i'm not very good with kids <laughs> i feel like i become little awkward around them uh, especially when they're at that age like you know like that uh, 7 to 13 years yeah. age i am like i don't know how to handle kids that age and i and anna was like uh, you do this kids program okay. this is the one which is coming up would you want to do it and i really just wanted to take my first class so without thinking anything i just said yes i'll do it so it, first class came easy to me mm, participants were everything was taken care of i just had to go and teach and um, it was a lot of fun that time mukulana all of us had come out um, oh okay mukulana was also in your batch yeah mukulana was oh, in my batch <laughs> mukulana ankit uh, all of us were from the same batch <laughs> and um, it was pretty funny like that i also feel like in every class uh, there is a challenge like some some challenge comes up you think you're perfectly ready for a class <laughs> everything is good avi avi you've checked it in the middle of the class everything goes haywire and how do you like stay composed not get flustered and still you know manage the class there have been a lot of situations like this where 
the class is going fine. Suddenly, book the audio because of um, the earthing in right. the hall. This happens, right? Yeah. I don't understand why it happens. <laughs> the earthing went yeah. and my... The wire will go, something. Yeah, goes. something goes. <laughs> and then you're like, the volunteers are looking at you, you're looking at them yeah. and like everyone's like trying to think, how do you, yeah. what do you do? Um, but through experience, you just know, okay, this happened, fine. This is what we have to do and you know, like you learn like that. But I also always feel like, I don't know why, maybe it's just in my head, but I always feel like Sadhguru is always throwing these challenges mm-hmm. at, at you because you should be ready to deal with any kind of situation that comes up in a class, right? Where the 30, 40 people are staring at you, <laughs> waiting for the next instruction yeah. and like the audio is gone, <laughs> the projector conked off or something <laughs> like that. Or the, the UPS didn't get charged Charge. that night. This <laughs> happens so, you. And you're in an evening batch and you're sitting there and it's dark. So what do you do? <laughs> so many situations like this have come up. It's so funny. Like, um, I remember once it became like pitch dark in the hall and there was no way the lights were coming back anytime soon. What to do? So I just asked the volunteers to put on the flashlight uh, on their phones. Phones, okay. And they kept it on. Luckily, the projector was still working. Oh, okay. So that was still, the UPS was fine, but the hall's lights went. And uh, I started just, uh, you know, I also put on a light and started giving some instructions and the lights came back. Luckily, when they had to do the practice. (laughs) So, you know, like, so you have to think like on the spot and so many things come up. But you can't let, you can't just be like, okay, things have gone, now go home, we'll start again tomorrow or something, right? You have to do the class. So, I think the training really helps you to think quick on your feet because, um, in the training, you know, you do, uh, you have to do assessments and all that. So in those assessments, you're really challenged and uh, you get to know a lot of things that can happen in the class um, in real life. So uh, first class happened like that. After that, it was a little bit of struggle. I would say it's um, always a struggle, uh, you know, to get participants because our way of teaching is different and um, a lot of teachers don't have studios so it's always like you're trying to find new participants to come it's also nice because every time you're meeting more people you're reaching out to more people Um, but at the same time as a business if you think about it it can be a little difficult especially the first time when you've come out of the training Um, so my first actual class my own class uh, under asana my dad was one of my participants and that oh, was like okay. such a beautiful experience for me to teach him. Surya Shakti, I taught them. Uh, and that was in a hall in Maleshwaram. And Satyuana, my 4am friend, okay. <laughs> he was my demo guy. And uh, he would come all the way from JP Nagar to Maleshwaram to help me do the setup and everything. It was like... Um, those days it was really awesome you know I used to really go back every time I would think like this is too much how am I going to do this I would always think how Sadhguru used to do mm. classes read about him go traveling exactly <laughs> traveling and setting up the whole hall yeah. himself alone carpets this that not only Sadhguru so many inner engineering teachers have done it also right. on their own alone handled seven day programs right. Um, maybe with one, two volunteers right. for the kitchen work, but the setup and all they're doing, you know. And then I used to like, be like, okay, I'm living this, <laughs> like I'm living these things that I've read. Life. <laughs> <laughs> the Sadhguru life. <laughs> um, and then slowly, slowly, you know, it started picking up. Till now, there are days when there will be just one participant who shows up. 
but uh, like you never think about it like oh man i needed like you know 50 participants but one came because for us it's like if you've done a, if you've announced a program um and of course if it makes sense like it cannot be that uh, there were sometimes when uh there i remember one class first that i did there only one student one participant came the three had signed up okay. and i was just meeting the rent of the hall okay. <laughs> i was like okay i'll teach them uh, and i pay the rent and that's it it's fine i don't need to earn anything right. from it uh, and then two of them didn't come and only one okay. came and those two didn't pay also okay. so then obviously like i had to pay the rent of the hall right. and everything um but that doesn't mean you don't teach you know you teach like you're still teaching 100 people you're going to teach with that same involvement and uh dedication to even one person who comes into your class and i think that has remained with me throughout which is why i like doing these small sessions with few people uh i love larger sessions also i think my most favorite session if you ask me was teaching in the ashram during the shunya program i taught uh surya shakti to the participants it was like 200 people there right. and uh it, and teaching in the ashram was like another whole experience in spanda hall to be sitting there it was like wow <laughs> so grateful for such experiences but i love teaching small groups of participants um, as well because i feel like i can really um you know teach them well clear a lot of more questions a lot more doubts than in larger groups and um yeah so that's what i'm doing right now i'm continuing one year one more little more than a year break it's been since i started teaching i told you yes. i took my first class yeah. since december 2019 just last week and um, one lady came to learn angamardana and it was like while it was happening i was just like i just sometimes wanted to cry you know i was like i can't believe and it started feeling like i've just done the training and come like it was not even like i've been teaching now since 2017 okay this one more class the feeling that is coming now in my classes after this long break is like i just came out of training so little nervous little you know like how will the class go will it be fine and all but once you settle into the session it's so beautiful it's just being around like um, you know the whole setup sadguru photo and everything it's just like it's so nice i'm so grateful that i'm being able to teach again i hope it can can continue now for a while without these breaks <laughs> so before you let i let you go aka your pages where can they reach out to you the viewers so you and can align me <laughs> yeah let me tell you about align me also those of you who don't know <laughs> uh, shameless plug right yeah. so align me is a is a company that kanika tuina and i have started I I'm not going to call it a company but I'm just going to call the it company. like a project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A company. So um uh, what we're trying to do there is obviously we try whatever practices we can teach from Isha online are being taught so the whole yoga aspect is going to be Isha practices the e-trite programs are going to be design uh, as per Sadhguru's uh, design and whatever you know that we've learned in our training that's what we share. uh there really fun sessions with interactive cooking and you get meal plans and everything and also um we want to kind of help other people who are interested in other modalities of well-being also collaborate with us so um if you want if you are someone who teaches music or you want to talk about something but it has to be a little well-being related can't just be a random program um sound healing or something like that you can always reach out to us and 
you know, we can see how to work. It's not an ESA program, just to be clear. It won't be, it's not obviously because it's not us teaching. It will be that person's program, but you can use Align Me as a platform to reach out to more people who might be interested to do such things. So, yeah, that's how it's going. And we have an app. Right now, the app is um, going through some issues. <laughs> so, we, we're working on it. So, we're not, that's why we're not like uh, announcing it too much because people are trying to download, but they're not being able to download it right now. So, talk about the app sometime, uh, some other time on your channel. Um, but uh, that's how it is. So, and where can they reach out to you personally? Like personally, your programs? you can yeah. reach out to me on asanam.hatayoga. Uh, so that's on Instagram, at the rate asanam.hatayoga. Or uh, sanam3, S-A-N-A-M, 3 so on Instagram. There's a secret ukulele account if I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a secret ukulele page <laughs> where I play. I've been learning how to play the ukulele, so I play some songs every now and then. And that is at the rate ukulele.basics. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, okay. So before I let you go, anything last like you would like to tell like someone who wants to do Hatha Yoga or maybe teacher training or inner instinct, whatever. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I do actually want to share something. Um, I just want to share that everybody is on their own journey, right? And maybe from my story, you would have noticed that uh, nothing like very spectacular or, you know, like I, I won't say, oh, I was blown away. I didn't know where I was or, you know, this happened or I saw this happen. And, like none of these experience had, experiences had happened to me, but still it, things touched me in such a way that now I'm doing what I'm doing. And I, I see a lot of value in what I'm doing and uh, in this journey and the practices and the sadhana and the way they make me feel and the way they've helped me like overcome a lot of situations. So never try and uh, compare your experience of your journey with anybody. Just uh, just go on it. Like for you, don't think this person does 108 Surya Shakti, so I also have to do 108 Surya Shaktis. You might be doing only three Surya Shaktis, but the way you experience them is much more important than, you know, trying to show something on social media. Nowadays, I see a lot of people like putting up, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's nice because that's how other people will get to hear you. But be honest, like be honest with yourself. Like, are you doing this just for the gram or are you doing this like you're really into it and you're just be honest with yourself, be very genuine. Don't compare with anyone. Don't try and show anyone how good you are with your practices or how regular you are. But um, definitely share your experiences and talk about what you're doing because that's how other people get to hear about it and you motivate. But uh, main message is don't compare yourself with anybody and everyone's journey is different. So don't judge. There might be someone who's not doing their practices for whatever reason, right? Sometimes for some people it's so hard to even wake up in the morning and get down and do it. Um, but then, you know, you, and that's not the time when you should be like, hey, you know, you're being lazy, just do your practice. Uh, you can motivate a person, but you'll be a little sensitive to why this person is not being able to do it. And don't judge anybody on their spiritual journey. So that's what I would like to leave this Peace <laughs> out. podcast with. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> thank you, thank you, Sankar. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>